0: Get ready to enter the drive Time Show. We started
1: from the bottom now here. we Started from the bottom and we'll show you how to get here. started from
2: the bottom now here. we Started from the bottom now here. we from the bottom. Now we're on the top, teaching you the systems to get what we got. Cutting Dixon's on the hooks. I break down the books. Z's bringing some wisdom and the good looks. As the father of five. That's what I'ma dive. So if you see my wife and kids, please tell them hi. It's the C and Z up on your radio. And now three, two, one, here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on today's podcast, we have the best-selling author of Duct Tape Marketing. Uh, Maybe you're out there listening and you're familiar with Duct Tape Selling. Uh, Maybe you're familiar with the Duct Tape Marketing podcast. Uh, This is one of the early podcasters. He didn't uh, join the podcast game after the conversation had had got going, he didn't join right. after the bandwagon had already uh, taken off. This guy was a trailblazer, one of the original uh, business podcasters. And uh, Doctor Z had a and I had a rare opportunity to sit down with John to to interview him to interview him about processes Z and Z. I think processes are something that a lot of people might say. A show about processes—that seems kind of boring. Yeah. But no, this is the this is the brass tack stuff. I mean, this is the stuff that holds a business together. Z absolutely, and he handled that question just really well.
3: I mean, wouldn't that be fun to get him to come into one of our in-person workshops and talk? Oh, wow, yeah, that oh. would be the move. It'd he could, be the move he could make that happen. You
4: can tell he's a uh, real right. You can tell he's a real yeah, girl, and he's our right? tri- yeah. he's
3: our tribe. I mean, he just speaks the same language. Right. He's successful. He knows it, and he yeah. teaches it, and and he teaches coach. You know, and that's really kind of cool. He's he you know really is out there teaching the coaches to then go out
2: there and use a system so yeah, yeah help
3: people so um it's it, good it was awesome awesome yeah
2: well without any further ado our exclusive interview with john the founder of the duct tape marketing phenomenon stay tuned All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio and podcast download. And today, Z, we are in for a treat. We're interviewing the the host of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. Over the past 10 years, John has interviewed guests such as Simon Sinek, Jonah Berger, Chip Heath, Michael Hyatt. And now he's, through a series of poor choices, he's stuck on the podcast with us, Z. (laughs) Welcome, John. Welcome. Hey, pleasure to be here. So, John, I I, I have to ask you, what is the new project that you are working on today? I love to ask people how you're doing today, but what's the big project you're working on today? What were were you doing today?
5: You know, uh, uh, you mentioned I have a podcast, and uh, I kind of tend to schedule my podcasts um, on a – once or twice a month basis. And so uh, literally about six podcast interviews is the bulk of my day to day.
2: Wow. Okay. Okay. So he's getting at, just, just wrapping up the podcast. And so here's, here's a question I'd like to ask you, Um, you know, you obviously have interviewed some of the greats you've consulted with great companies. You've, you've helped people move beyond where they were stuck. So from, from your perspective, uh, where do you see most entrepreneurs getting it wrong when it comes to developing systems and the brass tacks processes that make a company grow?
5: Well, I suppose the thing that I think is the, is the most rampant, I mean, there are, we can, you know, there are thousands of things, ways that I suppose you can get things wrong, but the thing that I think is the most rampant is trying to do too much. Uh, instead of focusing on three or four priorities for the quarter, three or four channels, and get those right you know, from a marketing standpoint instead of spreading themselves, Thin and trying to appeal to, you know, all folks. I mean, I, I think the most successful entrepreneurs take a point of view about who's an ideal customer, about what their unique proposition or brand promise is, and they stay very focused on spreading that word and attracting people that that, that message resonates with rather than just chasing anybody who says they'll pay them.
2: Well, I would like to ask you this. Today, did you say you you had recorded six podcasts today? Is that what you said, six
5: I still have two more, but I will by the end of the day. have recorded six Yes.
2: You know, Wall Street Journal came up with an article. This would be probably, what, six, seven months ago. They're talking about just how many podcasts there are, and I don't (laughs) want to get the number wrong, but it's hundreds of thousands of podcasts. Uh, Oh, sure, sure. And a lot of people like to start you know, a podcast for like a week or two and then stop (laughs) and then come back to a new idea, and it's kind of like the idea of the week. Sure. And you just said that one of the biggest issues you see with aspiring entrepreneurs is they're trying to do – Trying to do too much. No. Um, do you, with the clients you've coached and worked with, how big of a problem do you see the issue of starting a new idea every week is? Well, it's it's
5: huge, and and I think some of it is because a podcast takes work. I mean, I've you know I can't I've lost track of how many interviews I've done, but I've actually I actually started in two thousand five. And, you know, every week it is some amount of work, especially, you know, early on. I mean, let's face it, I'm not sure anybody was listening. Uh, I started it because it gave me access to people that I wanted to have access to. Now, hundreds of thousands of people download, you know, every show every week. Uh, So it obviously has has monetary value to me uh, as well. But it was something that I decided I was going to do. I was going to try to do as well as possible. uh, And I was going to stick with it. And, And that... That comes with maybe saying I'm not going to be a Snapchat expert, or I'm not going to jump on, you know, doing Facebook bots right now. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that those aren't good things to do if you've got the bandwidth. But most entrepreneurs are pretty resource strapped, time strapped, and so you've got to make choices about what's going to be the highest payoff uh, avenue for you, and stick with it.
2: You've been doing the same thing for years even when maybe only two people a week were downloading you're like mom did you download my (laughs) podcast thanks mom dad neighbor I mean it's almost like you know when you start off there's that there's that time uh, Z I think you've seen that where it's like that big abyss where you have the hope that your idea will work out sure and yet, most people quit. John, how have you kept yourself focused, man? What are you doing? Are you are you on well, mental steroids? What's the
5: deal? <laughs> No, no. To tell you the truth, I just, I had a reason for doing it. And that reason, you know, unfortunately what happens is a lot of people get into it because they hear everybody else talking about it. I actually started a podcast before anybody was talking about it. So I didn't really have that pull. Uh, and there, but the good news of that is that, that the universe of competition was quite small as well. So I was able to actually build my listenership pretty quickly because they're just, you know, There weren't hundreds of thousands of podcasts, but the real reason, uh, I stuck with it is because, uh, what people don't talk about t- uh, today. And I think a lot of people start podcasts because they think they're going to have a big listenership or maybe sell advertising. And there's plenty of people selling courses on how to get rich with podcasting. And I really started my podcast as, as I stated earlier is because it gave me access to incredible people. I, you know, uh, the people that, that I wanted to be associated with that ended up blurbing my books were people that I initially had on my podcast. I'm, hmm. you know, I'm after we Get off the phone. I'm uh, on on this particular. I'm, I'm interviewing Rand Fiskin with you know yeah. Moz and uh, or founder of Moz and Andrew Werner with Mixergy. I mean those are people that I'd lo- I I would love to have a 25 minute conversation with, and I'm going to. And, well, just and that's so how I always viewed it. Um, and I think that's what really allowed
2: me to keep going. And just so all of our listeners get that, there's SEM Rush <laughs> and there's Moz, and these are the uh, Moz.com and SEM Rush are really the the two sites I would trust to audit your website to see if it's ranking well and how you can improve it. And so you, you have another big fish there. But you, you have another big fish on the podcast, and you just enjoy interviewing these people. But I, I want to ask you this here because on your podcast, you do such a good job of teaching um, the systems and processes that people need to have in place before they look to scale their business. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to me about <clears throat> the value of having systems and processes in place and, and, and what life looks like if you... Because I think everybody out there says... I, think, see, I See, I've never met a small business owner at a workshop or anywhere where they say, well, I have no systems in place at all. I really just overall, it's all verbal, it's all the tribal knowledge. I, I don't know what's going on, and it's all yeah. just handwritten. But, I mean, people say, no, I have systems, but it's really not a system. I mean, can you talk to me about what it looks like to have systems and processes in place versus not having them in place?
5: Well, sure. For, for us, uh, and, and for me in particular, I, you know, the, the biggest, there are a couple benefits. One of the biggest benefits is it allows you to scale without necessarily adding overhead. You know, a lot of people plug people into positions and hire staff in positions because they need certain work done. And uh, the only way they've, you know, traditionally been able to get that done is to go out and hire people to do it. And when you build systems, you can, of course, hire people to operate those systems. But quite frankly, you can, uh, in my opinion, you can find people that you can teach you can hire now somebody for fit, for for culture. You can teach them how to be successful uh, by operating the systems. We hire a lot of and employ a lot of what I would call virtual assistants. We train those folks to do the work that we need done exactly as we need it done. And then we can actually, uh, we can uh, more easily, more cost-effectively replicate the work that we need done uh, without having to, you know, by, have myself do it. So it's a, it's a great way for you to, uh, to delegate effectively. It's a great way for you to create a repeatable system so that you're, in our case, our clients get the same experience, the experience that they expected. Um, and it also allows us to just be much more profitable because we, uh, w- we marry those systems, not just with, okay, here's what to do. We marry those with a methodology that allows us to get a great result every time we operate that system for our client. And so consequently, uh, we're actually able to charge a premium for our services, cut our cost for delivering those services, and deliver a great result for our clients. So I I think it's a a win all around that allows us to be more profitable.
2: Well, you know, years ago, probably, Z, this is 19 years ago. My wife continues, uh, John, to be 19. But 19 years Mm ago, uh, my wife worked for uh, Dr. Robert Zellner as a test prepper. So her job was to blow the puff of air in your eye with a little machine that dilates the pupil in his optometry clinic. And, uh, you know, then you went on from my wife went uh, on from there to work in a few different positions. And ultimately, I was introduced to Dr. Zellner, and that's how we met. But, Z, um, can you talk to me and all the listeners out there? I'd like to get your take on this, too, because I I see a lot of optometrists, a lot of doctors who have no systems and no processes. And you were able to hire an ORU or an Oral Roberts University freshman. To come in and do a job as a test prepper, when a lot of your colleagues probably could not do it because it wasn't written down.
3: Well, that's exactly right. When you start off, I had one employee, and the idea that I, you know, had everything written down day one is far from the truth. <laughs> you know, so you you devise it and you work on it, and you're always kind of tweaking the process. And and the thing that I found that is so good about having it written down and having a, a place where people can go. And, and see your system and read your system and and learn your system is turnover. You know, I have now 60, well, this at the optometry clinic, 60, 70, maybe 80 employees. And so there's turnover. You know, the young folks are moving. They're going to school. They're oh, getting on. married. They're having babies. I mean, there's turnover. And, you know, having someone come in and in a short amount of time ramp them up to where they can now – take a patient back and prep them and, and take them into the exam room and set the exam room up the way it's supposed to be set up and, and get all the, the details done. Um, otherwise, I'd have to sit there and you know, you're training someone to train someone to train someone.
2: And if you have it written down, then it just shortens that process. John, I want to get your take on this because you're great at building systems and processes. What, what things should the entrepreneurs out there listening not delegate? What are some hmm. things where you say, okay, you know, I got a process for this, I have a system for that. What what are some things where you say, do not delegate that? I'm sure there's very few things, but what are a few things where you think that... Yeah, there there are very few. Uh, The strategic
5: direction for the company, the vision for where you're trying to take the business, uh, those are two things that I don't think you can ever delegate. doesn't mean you can't have people participating in in, uh, forming those strategic plans, but I, I think the strategic direction, you can never delegate. Now, on the flip side... Uh, until you can effectively delegate getting clients and delivering the, the key service that or or product that your company delivers, you know, you'll you'll forever be trapped.
2: Chubb, you know, I, I know that the listeners out there, none of our listeners are going to be perpetually tracked, uh, trapped because they are going to implement the systems that John teaches when we come back from the break. That's right. And one of the ways to make sure you don't get trapped is to make sure you're not doing tasks yourself that you could Delegate. And Chubb, one of those tasks is cleaning the toilets, cleaning the bathrooms, turning your bathroom into the porcelain palace. And Chubb, how do we keep our bathrooms so squeaky clean at the Thrive Time Show?
4: Well, we classically use Classic Janitorial. That's how we do it. Oh, nice. So you can get hold of those guys at theclassicclean.com. TheClassicClean.com or call them at 918-671-2046. 918-671-2046. Stay tuned to the Thrive Time Show with Radio. And
1: hey the center of the universe. He's the welcome to Thrive Time with Dr. Z and Clay Clock 2.
2: Yes and yes Thrive Nation my name is Clay Clark welcome back to the Thrive Time show on your radio and podcast download. Z today we're talking with the the man the myth the legend the guy behind duct tape marketing the super popular podcast. The guy has been coaching businesses basically coaching marketing consulting for 25 plus years and he's talking about this topic z called processes and i think that a lot of entrepreneurs don't want to talk about processes not our listeners our listeners understand that processes are at the very core backbone what allows your company to scale z can you talk about the role that processes have in the, the scaling Of your auto auction? Well, they they give the guardrails and they let everybody know
3: what they're supposed to do. You know, half the time, whenever you go to a business and you're trying to figure out what are people doing, they're like, well, I didn't know what to do. (laughs)
4: <laughs> right, I, I mean, I'm just. I think it was this. I
3: was told this, and I'm kind of. But I'm, you know, I figured out that this needed to be something over here needed to happen too, and well, somebody had to drive the car. I mean, you know. So what, what happens is, is that process to give it the backbone. It's the it's the the skeletal system. You can put all the all the meat, you know, and all the liver and all the goodies on.
4: I was on my way to record today at a small business buying something, and the employee was talking to the boss, and she said, "I'm going to come in a little early tomorrow and have the person show me how to do this again." and the owner says, When well, not this like the fourth time? And she goes, yeah, but I just can't seem to remember it. And I'm standing you there You just going, watched it happen. I'm like, they don't have anything written down. <laughs> they don't have it <laughs> written all. down. So you're exactly right. I mean, it was in person. I witnessed it on the way here today. It's exactly right. Uh, also, Paul, you
2: evaluate companies at hoodcpas.com. You get asked by a lot of people if, you'll, if you can come in and help them obviously file their taxes and do their planning. But a lot of companies also come to you when they want to sell the company. And a company really has no value if- there's nothing written down. If it's all just a one-man band or it's just the owner who knows everything, can you talk about Paul, why it's hard to really give a strong value to a company that doesn't have documented processes and systems or it's just a big personality show?
0: Absolute. Absolutely, Clay. Um, I tell you you would be surprised at how many people that come to me and talk to me um about trying to have a uh, trying to have a business to sell, but really what you've got to have is you got a system to sell. Um, like we've talked before, that the business most businesses can be successful if they have a system, and when somebody has to come in and relearn everything, it diminishes the value of the business dramatically. And you've purchased
2: accounting practices in the past. I'm sure you've. I, mean, I know you've talked about this before, but you've you've purchased accounting practices in the past where you went in there and took over the the business after buying it. And I'm sure you've had times where the practice was doing well and other times where there's absolutely nothing written down. Can you talk to me about just the human drama that's involved when you buy a practice where there is nothing documented?
0: Absolutely, Clay, because I tell you, um, I have uh, long said that the one of the reasons I've been successful in, in buying accounting practices are, dr- uh, you know, Running accounting practices is when I bought the practice, I don't go in and just completely assimilate what they do into what we do. I go in and I evaluate what they're doing, what they're doing good, and then, and, and then one plus one becomes three. But there are plenty of times when I go buy an accounting practice and it's just the dude or the gal and they're doing it and nobody's tracking everything, but thankfully we're able to then integrate what they were doing or weren't doing in this case with what we can do good.
2: Well, if you want to move your business beyond just you And a dude. I would encourage you to listen into this interview, this exclusive interview with John, the founder of Duct Tape Marketing, the best selling author of Duct Tape Marketing, one of the original podcasters to really break into that 100,000 download plus. I mean, think about a 100,000 downloads or more of each episode. Oh, so yeah. if you're out there, I mean, this, this guy is a living legend, and I absolutely know you're going to love this interview with John. So without any further ado, back to our interview about processes and building systems with John from the Duct Tape Marketing. <laughs>
5: most companies are started by people that are good at going out and selling something and the business then becomes very dependent on on uh, the, the revenue flow that that kind of rainmaker can deliver. Uh, so, you know, never deliver the strategic, strategic or go to work on replicating, you know, how to get somebody else to be able to uh, bring in business.
2: Now, if I'm listening today and let's say that I build decorative stone walls or I install uh, wood floors and I've never built a process in my life. I, I've never done it. I, I'm here. In this podcast because for some reason I'm uh, psychologically addicted to the content and I really just have no idea how to get started um, what, how do you where do you start how do you build a process or a system
5: well the, the first thing I would do with a business owner is find 10 hours a week of time that they are either wasting or time that uh, that they could free up if they would delegate some things and uh, you know that Stonewall person is there's a really good chance that uh, that they're doing payroll or something like that right uh, because they're the only ones that they trust you know with with the numbers or something of that nature so we always find things that they shouldn't be doing that they actually can't do very well uh that they hate doing um and so those are you know if if you've got things that you're doing in your day that that fit into any of those three buckets there's a really good chance that that's the place i would start because you don't necessarily start off with i'm going to replace myself in the business or i'm you know i'm the key person that does all the sales you don't necessarily start start with replacing yourself there, you actually free yourself up so that you can have the time and energy and space to actually develop a process or methodology that's going to allow you to document it and systemize it and then replace yourself.
2: Are you big into writing things on a whiteboard? Do you like to put them on a chalkboard? Are you a big (laughs) spreadsheet guy? Because I know that a lot of people have so many ideas in their head. I was just working with a guy today who has scaled his company to the point where he has thousands and thousands of customers, but there are so many things that were trapped in his head. I have found that with this particular client, not all clients, with him, it was really helpful to get out of his head and onto a whiteboard. I know you work with a lot of clients remotely. What do you think is the best way to to get some of these systems that maybe someone Mm -hmm. intuitively knows out of their head and into a presentation layer that other people could use.
5: Well, uh, you know, I'm going to give you the um, the answer that's not useful at all. Oh,
2: nice. But
5: uh, uh, but it's the way that works for you. And I and I know that sounds like I'm being a smart aleck, but uh, it doesn't matter what the tool is. <laughs> it's the one you're going to use. It's the one that's going to work for you. So to answer the question, what we do is uh, my I, I use several layers of things. I use a tool called Workflowy, which is just a giant. It's it's the equivalent of a whiteboard. It's just a giant outliner tool is very simple it doesn't do much uh, uh, other than allow you to outline and and you know kind of outline your life <laughs> if you want um, in very very big broad strokes uh, then i we have a process where we do quarterly well we do annual but we we really the quarterly units probably more important to me we do quarterly planning as a team and we develop uh three or four priorities for the well i'd say three or four three priorities for the quarter um and each of those priorities for the quarter, turns into projects, which we use a tool called Asana uh, to map and, uh, you know, collaborate on all of our projects. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of our ongoing sort of dynamic system. Uh, But then we use uh, Google Docs, and I got to tell you, there's, it's hard to beat. (laughs)
2: Um, you know something else that's hard to beat that's Onyx Imaging. If you're tired if ti- you're tired of wasting both time and money picking up your office and printer supplies, check out onyximaging.com. That's onyximaging.com to save both time and money on your office and printer supplies. Stay tuned. <laughs> No negative emotion, cause that's what business is. Always dominate, cause I got five kids. I will not lose, I don't break but lose. They can talk about me, I can take that abuse. Here is the truth, while they make that excuse. I'll be up grinding, cause the scoreboard's the truth. He is my mentor, like my Yoda dude. He showed me the force like I was a young moose. <sighs> Right Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Now today we have a unique opportunity, an exclusive opportunity, to interview John, the founder of Duct Tape Marketing. That's the Duct Tape Selling Program. That's the one of the first podcasts to average over a, over 100,000 downloads per podcast. And he teaches people specifically for practical marketing tips that are very affordable, uh, very executable very doable, and and Z, for anybody out there that, uh, you know, they're going, gosh, I don't want to learn about marketing systems. I don't want to learn about processes. I just want to ask you, what what did you do this past weekend? Because I don't think you were out networking, going house to house, passing out cards. I don't know if you spent your time networking. I don't know if you were out there shaking down people in the Woodland Hills Mall parking lot, trying to get somebody to come in for an eye exam. I mean, how did you generate customers this weekend while you were, or were you working all weekend marketing? Or how did you, well, what did you do this weekend? I like
3: weekend? that. Door, door to, you said door to door, handing out to business cards. Is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, yeah. did you
2: ever go door to door, pass down business cards, to <laughs> the optometry <laughs> oh, clinic? Home? hello
3: <laughs> excuse me but uh you know anybody in here needs glasses uh, no i i had fun this weekend i uh, relaxed and and uh Caught a movie and hung out with some friends and just had a good time. So what movie did you went to, see? I also was went to see Tulsa, the Tulsa Tough bike racing stuff. You yeah, know? Those some people falling
2: tough? over end over end on bikes.
3: Yeah, I mean it's kind of fun. Yeah, you know, the Tulsa Tough uh, is a three day biking experience. It's kind of like a tour to tour to Tulsa, two or three day days.
2: How many wipeouts
3: did you see? You know, I didn't see any wipeouts. Really? They were fast too. They were flying. And it happens downtown, so I'm a downtowner now, and uh, yeah, I had fun. So, but I, but I had things in place. I mean. You know, I make a new commercial on the radio every month with my daughter and we have a we do the on-air personality endorsement, which is a move. A move that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Find a parade and get in front of it. Find someone that already has some swag and have them share their swag with you. Uh, but yeah, I mean I, that stuff's
2: always ongoing. Boom. boom How boom, many boom, boom, years boom, in a row? Have 26 you done years. Ads. 26 years? Yep. And never let up. And I I just want to make sure that somebody out there gets this idea. Let's say that you now have the marketing going like you do, Z. You okay. got the ads we got, come, it going you got the it's ads going. going in. It's going on. When my wife worked for you, one of the things she talked about one day on the way home in the car, after I turned the subwoofer down a little bit because I was listening to a lot of rap music, oh, but you'd she would rattle the windows turned down thing. that that subwoofer. <laughs> 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 you know, listen to some Method Man or something. But All she right. says, "Hey, hey, babe, babe, real quick." I said, "Hey, how's how's work?" She said, "It's good." She says, "You know, I, I the only thing that I, I remember this conversation." She says, "The only thing I think that really." gets people in trouble working at the optometry clinic is when they don't save files right on that wall. You know, when you don't write the client notes on, like like what's going to happen during their nest exam. Are you turning green? Or or, 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 or when they don't write down the next step. So here's an example. Like we go in, I went in for an eye exam with you and you go in and you weren't seeing patients at that time. It was like 1999. So you'd be there a little bit, but it was, it was other people on your team. You had a big team at that point. And you go in there and one guy, uh, they, they greet you at the front desk. The next person blows the, the puff of air in your eye to prepare your eyeball. Prepare your eyeball. What, what are they doing? What do you call that?
3: That's well, just
4: a that's, power move, isn't it? Uh, that's
2: that's a pr- it's a pressure test. <laughs> it,
3: it's, it's a glaucoma screening, so oh, it's a okay. pressure in the eye test.
2: Okay, so you go yeah. in there for your glaucoma screening. And then they say, hey, you know what? If you want to head back to this room over here, a uh, doctor will uh, see you in just a moment. Then somebody else puts a flag up. They put the flag up because the patient's oh, yeah. ready to be seen. Sure, The doctor comes in. They say, could you see better on this row? Could you see better on this row? Could you A, B, C? You know? Wow, you're practically a doctor. Yeah, and they're going, Nick, can you see better now? Can you yeah. see better now? He's then, even seated. And the wow. doctor's seated. Yeah, and it's a whole thing. And then the person has to write legibly. Mm-hmm. and put it on that file, that color-coded file. you got to save it. And how, See, how do you save the file? How, how did you save the files back well, in the day we, before it was digital?
3: We're, yeah, I was going to say we're paperless now. Go
2: back in the day, though. Yeah, back in the day.
3: Back in the day, well, you color-coded them, and then you wrote the name, and if you did not color-code them correctly and put them in the proper place, the file was lost
2: forever. And apparently the only time that my wife has saw uh, your members of your team, like the management, just lose their mind was when somebody forgot to write the right information on the actual file. Can you talk about the importance of processes and systems as it relates to scaling your business? Well,
3: that's one example. If you don't do that step correctly, that file is lost forever. Then the patient comes in, maybe for a follow-up visit, can't find the file. Can't find the file. The patient comes in the next year, and they want to they ask you that question they always ask you, hey, did my eyes change? Mm. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. You know, oh I mean, it's a shot in the dark. Now, if they have their old glasses, we can look at the prescription of the glasses and kind of reverse engineer it a little bit. But the point is, is that that one simple little step, writing the
2: legibly, the correct. But you're going to hear employees say they always need newer software, uh, newer computers, yeah. better pens. Oh yeah, it's oh, always the It's always, the, re- it's always More the time. Re- more time. Yeah. Can I get those with the soft Because
4: See, so I mean, have you not heard all those excuses?
3: Yes. Uh, every one of them, of course. And then when you find... And the, the key is, you know, nobody... Ever, ever made the mistake. No, no one does. No. It's just, it's, it's, it's always, I think it was Billy.
2: Yeah, it was. where is Billy? It was not here. I think it's, yes <laughs> Well, you know, we're in for a treat today. If you're out there listening and you say, I'm getting leads, I just need to scale my company. Yeah. Our guest today, John, is a marketing consultant, speaker, and best-selling author of Duct Tape Marketing. So back in the day when people were just kind of putting their foot in the water, testing if podcasting would be a thing, this guy started the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, and now he gets over 100000 downloads of each and every podcast. We were able to interview him today Ooh. about processes and systems and the importance thereof. So without any further ado, the founder of Duct Tape Marketing on the podcast, say hello to John.
5: you know, we have our main table of content for the entire business, for every process in the business and every category of process. And we have a very strict numbering and creation system for all of those, uh, what end up being, mostly end up being Google Docs that, uh, you know, some of them are very elaborate. Some of them are just simple checklists, but uh, we, we kind of keep a, uh, we use that, you know, Google Docs structure to uh, to keep our kind of main systems in place.
2: And, and for the listeners out there that maybe don't have a context of what you do, when you say our, team or our our company or our processes. Can you explain to the listeners out there what your core business is? Sure.
5: So uh, it, it, it's uh, it's actually um, it's actually not that simple to explain sometimes, which is probably not good. And, and it's and to tell you the truth it, it's not that it's complicated. It's just different. It's a little bit unique. So we are at the core a marketing consulting business. However, the bulk of our business is not done consulting with small business owners. Mm-hmm. We we keep a small uh, client base mainly to keep us in the game and make sure that we're up on the latest and have, give us the case studies and the stories to tell but then we uh, essentially train other independent marketing consultants and small agencies around the world to use our methodology and our system the duct tape marketing system and and methodology and so the duct tape marketing consultant network which is about 150 agencies and consultancies around the world uh, use our methodology and and we run that network and we continue to train and innovate uh, in the in the space of small business marketing now the small business or the duct tape marketing brand has really um, it's probably the closest thing there is I suppose to a small business marketing brand online globally um, also allows us to do a fair amount of writing and speaking and sponsorship uh, uh, for folks that want to reach small business owners and have them kind of hear the the, the message of marketing as a system.
2: Thrive Nation. When we come back. We're going to have more proactive process and system creation talk from John, the founder of Duct Tape Marketing. But before we go to the break, check out HoodCPAs.com. That's HoodCPAs.com. You need to be proactive about both your marketing and your accounting. Check out HoodCPAs.com.
0: And now, broadcasting live from the box that rocks, it's the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show.
2: It's learning and hot earning. Like we're hiking Mount Vernon. We're changing the mindsets like we're incense burning. Passing on the magic like my name was Irvin. Serving up that knowledge like I was a servant. And I cite what I state so you know I'm not a servant. Thrive time show, bring the heat while fervent. Giving it to you straight in the world that's. stacking the cash, making the dash, earning the plaques, bringing them back. Bring me the track so I can get up on the mic and speak the facts. Stacking the cash, making the dash, earning the plaques, bringing them back. Bring me the track so I can get up on the mic and speak the facts. Thrive Nation, what's going on? Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Now today's show has the power to be life-changing for somebody. Z, if. You're willing to be coachable because it's the topic that I don't think a lot of people are Googling, Paul Hood. How do I make processes until they actually have a lot of leads coming in? I feel like everybody's focused on marketing. How do I market my new idea? I think I see, see what you think. On, on, the, on the pie chart of, of, of entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, maybe 70% of people want to know, you know what, what do you think about my new idea? And maybe oh, yeah. 20% are focused on marketing, and maybe 10% are focused focusing on
4: processes that Is it allow me to scale my business. Is it weird that 9 out of 10 startups fail? Mm. That
0: corresponds, right? So what happens? That's good math right there, Chuck.
2: What happens, Paul? it you, you, hood CPAs. I mean, you help people file their taxes and help them have a proactive plan for retiring, which, by the way, consists of you meeting with a financial advisor and choosing a vehicle that you can commit to for the long run haul and the products that are right for you what what percentage of the time i mean do you sit down with an entrepreneur and you realize that they literally have built a job and not a business where they they literally have built a job where if they go on vacation there's no business that's done how often paul do you see that when you sit down with someone you're helping a small business owner do their taxes and you realize man the whole business is dependent upon you personally
0: well, most of the time, Clay. Uh, you know, I have actually started having a little fun with it. Uh, most of the new clients I sit down with now, I first thing I ask them is, "Tell me about your systems or your processes." And uh, uh, every time so far, I've gotten just a bunch of blank stares. They don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, systems. Darren uh, Headlight. It's kind of like, uh, "Tell me what your wife is thinking," you know, or at any given time, because uh, we just can't keep up. It's uh, that blank stare. I I don't know.
2: That was a crazy question, man. I don't know, man. (laughs) That was a
0: mind-blowing question.
2: So, Z, when you've talked to guys, colleagues, people that are optometrists, aspiring business owners, aspiring chiropractors, aspiring auto auction people, aspiring sleep center guys, people you've met, you know, in your industry, you've met them at these ongoing education events or on cruise boats or on vacations, they pull you aside and they go, Z... How have you been able to scale all your companies? And when you start talking to people about processes, what percentage of the time do people just sort of go into a boredom-induced co- coma and almost you have to like just shock them back into being awake? I their mean, eyes people- roll in the
3: back of their head. They typically will throw up. More does times anybody ever want to talk about processes? Of course not. I mean, that's that's not sexy. That's not fun. Processes don't sell anything. Processes don't you know. pry. Hey, how about your process? How, I got a process. How you doing? Me. Let's get together and talk about I it. I got a process. Our process. Step one is me. I come over there. Over a can. candlelight dinner with a nice glass of wine. Let's talk Ooh. about the process. Step two of
2: the process. I get you your third dream.
3: Yeah, before the, before the appetizer. Pretty soon you don't care that we're Batman talking about processes because you've <laughs> had enough to drink. But the point is, is that that's the backbone. That's the foundation. That's what you build everything on. That's what makes it duplicatable. That's what makes it so the same experience. There's a reason why Batman someone goes into McDonald's. Date. And he's, <laughs> why Batman will go into McDonald's and he gets, he gets the same fries whether he's in Tucson, Arizona or he's in Brooklyn, New York.
2: I want the same sexy french fries every time I go to
3: every McDonald's time. there's a process there <laughs> there's a process they follow and if they don't you don't get the same french fries and so they've figured out what's best and what people want and then they duplicate it and then you you've got to have that same process and, and you should do it with every business and that's one of the things we teach
2: see you know what they're always wearing at the oh, no. McDonald's drive-thru oh drive-through.
3: no what? the same thing every time every time and I love it <laughs> every time every time love it the same shirt, Robert. over. Change the music. Oh. It's getting awkward. awkward.
2: It There's is. no women in the studio, Robin.
4: Okay. <laughs> the shaped Crusader over there
2: <laughs> oh. dropping business knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I, I slip into that Batman voice, see sometimes, <laughs> sometimes sometimes I just can't I get need, out of it I
3: need to get, yeah. When you go with Batman, Batman, I need to get uh, I need to get Robin voice. I need to come up with a uh, what is a Robin? Set. No Robin. Robin Robin's,
2: Robin's deal was always ambiguously high pitched. Robin. Right. Exactly. That's, so right, that. That's right, Batman. That's right, Batman. <laughs> That's right, Batman. Absolutely. You know, like like he's. He's not quite through puberty, but yet he could be,
3: but yet he's a grown man. So I don't know. I need, I didn't need, Robin you know what?
2: Get the get the Batmobile. Okay, Batman. That's right, Batman. Let me just ride your back. Robin, that's weird. I Wait. want some French fries. Batman, I want to ride your piggyback. Robin, stop. Stop.
3: <laughs> yeah, anyway, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll come, I'll, I'll, I'm going to work on on, on Robin. Thrive, okay. Thrive Nation wants to hear that. Really says,
2: Without any further ado, we get back into processes with the founder of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I just want the Thrivers to understand this. This guy gets over 100,000 downloads of each and every podcast. This guy changed the game in the world of podcasting, and he's teaching us about processes and systems. He's interviewed Simon Sinek, Jonah Berger chip heath michael hyatt this is john the founder of the duct tape marketing podcast stay tuned now you you are you know you've reached kind of a certain level in your life where you you know you've been doing your podcast for over 10 years you've been helping clients for over 10 years you have a certain amount of swag a certain amount of, technically speaking you have a certain amount of bieber-esque swag at this point. people know who you are and therefore when you tell them to do something if they work for you, I'm sure just like Dr. Zellner, you have this thing that Steve Jobs talked about called the reality distortion field where people will just do, what you ask them to do because of your years of diligence that have given you the platform to do that. But for the average entrepreneur out there, let's say, the average carpet cleaner, the average photographer, and you built these systems, you built these processes, but you can't get your team to actually do it. They just won't do it. They say, I forgot. I forgot, John. I forgot. There was a miscommunication, Z. There was a miscommunication. I'm so emotional. I didn't didn't know that you really wanted me to do that. Yeah, I didn't know that. You know, because you always hear that. I didn't know what to do. There was a miscommunication or I forgot. How do you get your teammates to actually... Implement the systems once you've created them.
5: Sure. Well, so it actually has nothing to do with. Um, I, I mean, I would I would contest the your original comment. I don't think anybody does anything because they they think I'm a, a well-known author or something. I, I contest my
2: own initial question. I just hear uh, that kind of stuff all the time. People will say, yeah. "Well, Clay, so, the reason why people do it is because of ABC." Yeah. yeah.
5: So so what it really comes down to is that, uh, and you said a decade. It's actually been 28 years uh, oh. that I've been doing this and it really comes down to a a consistent message of purpose Um, and and that's really what I think resonates with people that are trying to accomplish the same purpose. I don't, you know, I, I, I want people to make smart decisions. I want to make smart choices when they're working with uh, with folks and for their own development. But what it really comes down to is the people that are attracted to the Duct Tape Marketing brand, I think, are attracted to the fact that we have for a couple decades uh, been on a mission to, to truly help small business owners. It's not just about building a business or a brand. It's about helping people who own their own business, which I think happens to be one of the, the most freeing things that, that, that you can hap, have happen in your life, it's helping those folks kind of uh, get, you know, they're getting this, the life sucked out of them. And, uh, you know, I, I July derive a tremendous amount of joy and purpose out of really showing those folks how life can be better, you know, by building a marketing system. And, you know, the the, the consultants that are attracted to people that, that have uh, chosen to come to work for me, I think that message is what, really drives them, uh, or at least sharing that message is what drives them more than really, you know, anything that they read or see or hear about me.
2: You are a guy that's been doing this. How many years? is it? 28 years? 28 years total? Yes. Okay, so let's go back to year one. If you like. <laughs> year one where it was you against the world and I'm sure to a certain extent it is you against the world still I mean maybe there's other people in the world that are out there trying to help you down but you 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 started this company and you had your you do you remember your first hire who was the who, do you remember who you not necessarily their name but what was the first position that you hired
5: well you know like a lot of business owners I I'll just be the first one to tell you I started with no idea what I was going to do other than I was pretty good at hustling work and I went out and and uh, got somebody to say they'd pay me and so I started doing the work um, my my first hire was like a lot of businesses. Well, I need some. I need an assistant. <laughs> I need somebody right. to help me do this work. Um, and I would say my first three or four hires were—I I wouldn't say a disaster, but they were. It, it, I did not create a position that was fulfilling for them and <laughs> nor productive for my organization. Um, and I think that that's you know that uh, you know th- th- that's very very typical. And you you learn kind of in the field and you uh, uh, make adjustments and you figure out you know what you need to be doing. Uh, uh, that, that's going to create a, a business or a structure and you know I, I I read everything I possibly can
2: all right thrive nation when we returned from the break the founder of the duct tape marketing podcast will be recommending books for both you and and for me, but before you before we come back to the break from, from the break, let me tell you about a chiropractor
4: that we're big fans of. That's Dr. John Sibley. Dr. John Sibley Chubb, tell us about Dr. John Sibley. Well, you can get a hold of him at 918-749-5741 or drjohnsibley.com. Dr. 918-749-5741.
2: Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show. Now we're on the top, teaching you the systems to get what we got. Clinton Dixons on the hooks. I break down the books. Z's bringing some wisdom and the good looks. As the father of five, that's why I'ma dive. So if you see my wife and kids, please tell them hi. It's C and Z up on your radio. Alright Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark, I'm the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year and I'm joined today inside Camp Clark Studios and the Man Cave Studios with none other than the renowned business coach Eric Chupp. Hello, hello. The Tulsa's number one CPA in every way, Paul Hood. Hey, hey. And the man who always brings me ecstasy when he is next to, Z, next to me, it's Dr. Robert Z. Sir, how are you? I am fantastic. Now, we today are interviewing the the founder of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. And for everybody out there who doesn't know what that is, for anybody just now tuning in, the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast has interviewed Simon Sinek. Uh, Chuck, you're you're a huge fan of Simon Sinek. Uh, Jonah (laughs) Berger, uh, Chip Heath. I mean, I'm a huge fan, too. Oh, I know, yeah. Uh, Chip Heath, Michael Hyatt, a lot of the, the big names, the thought leaders out there in the world of business. And he was one of the first podcasters in the game, over a hundred thousand downloads per podcast. and big he deal is going to be Z recommending a book that he feels like some books that everybody should read. And I think that's powerful because I think a book has the power to change somebody's life change your Absol- mind absolutely absolutely and it's
3: a uh, you know it's a very inexpensive way to get mentorship and that's what we're all looking for right I mean we want business coaching we want we want some answers to questions we don't want to be part of the Forbes 90% oh, oh,
2: negative statistics sorry, sorry.
3: <laughs> but um, Ch- yeah, don't steal the fun, sound fun. effects from me <laughs> <laughs>
2: He knows I live to hit those buttons, and he's over there like trying to get trying I, to pre-button you, Chubb, <laughs> Let me tell you what there. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this show romantic one more time, Z. For all the listeners out there, Z, that uh, want to know what book you'd recommend. Oh, if, you, if you had one, just one book you could recommend, what would that what would that one book? Chubb, I'm gonna ask you too, so oh. you're not off the hook. What's the one book that you would recommend, Z?
3: Art of War. Oh, by Shansay Shanzu Shanz. Okay. Oh, it's three thousand years old, but the wisdom in there, the the strategies, and the mindset—I really think it's more the mindset that it puts you into. Because people think, "Oh, I'm gonna start a business; it's gonna be so much fun. I'm just gonna, you know." And but no, it's war. It's war. It's on. Donkey Kong. Jump. (laughs) Put
2: down that soprano saxophone and answer this question: What book would you recommend?
4: Start here. If you Re- want to really? grow a business, really? so, yeah. well, wow. I, I can say that, Clay, after meeting you and working with you and getting to know you for so long, there's just a wealth of information in that dome. And you and Marshall did a fantastic job laying out dozens of best selling business books and all the information that you and Dr. Z have built into businesses. And it's actual, like, practical action steps. And it's things you can implement, it's not a bunch of theory. And so, if you're really wanting to start and grow or grow a business, start here. It's where you got to go. You know one of the books that uh,
2: our our guest today recommends, one of the, just one of the books, not to steal too much thunder. Yeah, right. right yeah. Uh, he recommends Permission Marketing by mm-hmm. Seth Godin. And that's all about giving people little samples of something before you ask them to commit. And that's why we've made the Start Here book uh, free to to download for all the listeners out there. So right. if you want to download the Start Here book, the ebook version for free, you can go to thrivetimeshow.com today and download that book. For free, for free. Paul Hood, my friend, Tulsa's hey, hey. number one CPA in every way. What is a book you would recommend to all of the listeners out there, all the entrepreneurs out
0: there? Well, this book I'm so enthused with, I'm giving it away. It's really? Warren Buffett's book, Snowball. Oh, yes. Yeah, and you know, it's because the r- primary reason is I wanted to learn business, and I couldn't find anybody to learn business. I could learn uh, theory in school. And uh, before I met you guys, you know, Warren Buffett's book is completely different. And so, yeah, we're, going, we're giving that book away. If they go to my website, hoodcpas.com, fill out a little bit of information, um, come see me. We'll give it to you for free. Great book. Holy cow. Paul, can you repeat uh, what, what, what the offer is you're making one more time? There, Harry Carey. Harry Carey's spirit is very excited about that. Boom. It's uh, Warren Buffett's book, Snowball. And it will. If you're a business person or you want to be a business person, it will change the way you think about the world. Uh, but go to my website hoodcpas.com. Fill out the little, uh, just a couple little questions about who you are, your name, your information, and then sit down with me or one of my staff. Free hour of time, and you get the book. Wow! Oh. Holy cow! Harry Carey
4: is excited about that. Thank you, Harry. Thank you. It's Harry. Good to hear from you, man. It's been, a <laughs> it's been a long time.
0: It's been a long time.
2: been WGN back in the day. Hey, back in the day. <laughs> do you ever remember seeing Harry Carey? Sing, take me out to the ball game while completely sloshed.
4: Oh, every he, time
3: he, he would. <laughs> what sure. well, was the seventh inning stretch? I so by then he had had plenty of uh,
2: Budweisers. He's hanging out, out, out the window. To the crowd. <laughs> Like Harry, it's over that way. Oh, I mean it just totally at no point. And then also some of his announcements. If you're going on YouTube to watch Harry That's Carey's famous <laughs> announcements of all time, I'm just gonna tell you uh, our guest today is very coherent, very solid, makes sense. <laughs> Z, did, have you ever watched like, YouTube highlights of Harry Carey's best announcements? No, I haven't, but I
3: I saw, I've watched, I was a Cubs fan back
2: in the day, and so I, so I caught a lot of his games, you know. Like, he has announcements that at no point make sense. Of like, all right, if the ball goes out, it's out. All right! <laughs> and you're like, did what, what happened? Ha, what, what happened? Or yeah. he'll go, you know, it reminds me of a play we saw back in 1987 where... Uh, and then he'll just stop. Yeah. And you're like, What was the story?" I have no idea. I'm a Cubs fan. And he just got worse every year. Oh yeah. If the think- moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? <laughs> I don't I think they just quit testing for alcohol after his first or second year. I mean, that guy was go. having a lot of fun while go. Good announcing. to go. Good, <laughs> Good to, to go. go. Well, without any further ado, further ado we're going to talk to a guy who's very coherent, uh, very succinct, and a guy who is the, the founder of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, uh, one of the top downloaded business podcasts of all time. You're going to love the interview. And he's talking about books that he would humbly recommend for you and all of our listeners to read. Stay tuned. <laughs>
5: I think uh, Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, um, was, was a book that, that really kind of got, got me thinking systems, quite frankly, and got me thinking about how I had to, you, you can't just create a position and say, okay, we have work to do, go do it, uh, that, you know, you really have to create uh, a culture, you have to have a purpose, you have to then document, you know, what you're trying to do, you have to create a methodology, and, um, and and ultimately, some of that came about from, you know, me me wanting to work with small business owners, but realizing how hard it was because uh, you know they didn't have the same budgets or attention spans, and so you know I had to figure out a different way to work, and uh, that that was really the genesis of duct tape marketing was to to create a a way where I could walk and say, here's what I'm going to do, here's what you're going to do, here's the results we hope to get, and here's what it costs, um, and that uh, you know that approach uh, really kind of led me then to creating a you know a marketing system that.
2: That could be replicated. Uh, do you, I'm sure you remember this, but uh, do you remember how you came up with the name duct tape marketing? Because it's so genius, it's so scrappy, it's so indicative of <laughs> sure. small business owners. I, I, I just, I remember, I remember my dad as a kid, it didn't matter what the problem was, he would immediately go, Where's the duct tape? And you're like, Dad, yeah. I've dislocated my elbow. Son, let me get the duct tape. You know, it's like, Dad, <laughs> the son, the lawnmower sure. won't work. Let me get the duct tape. How did you come up with the idea of duct tape marketing? Yeah. So when I created this,
5: uh, this idea that I was going to walk in, it almost turned you know, marketing into a product that, that I could explain and I could price and <laughs> I could tell them what they're going to get. I felt like I needed to give it a brand or almost productized name, and and really the name just came to me as as what I felt like it, it felt like for a lot of small business owners. I am a small business owner, or it certainly was at the time, and the idea of duct tape. You know, it doesn't have to be pretty; it just has to work. It's simple, effective, affordable. Uh, it just felt like a good metaphor.
2: So for the listeners out there that uh, you know aren't going to get a whole lot of time with you outside of your actual podcast or being interviewed on as a guest podcaster. Uh, can you share with us a, a look, a glimpse into your personal life and something that most people maybe can't find about you on the internet or something that maybe most people wouldn't know by listening to your podcast?
5: I, You know... Well, I share everything, so I'd be shocked if people didn't know a lot about my, <laughs> my my personal life. But uh, probably the thing that few people have actually witnessed uh, that our our fans or subscribers or or whatever category they put themselves in is that I am a uh, uh, a musician, and that used to be a big part of my life in high school and college. Really? And uh, I still tinker with it uh, today, and occasionally play in the the odd coffee shop when I've when they have an open mic or something. So that's the part that people don't see probably that often although I have uh, a, there, there have been a couple speaking engagements that a guitar was involved in
2: so the guitar is your instrument of choice that's right that's okay right. you have a certain right. favorite artist are you a massive Def well, Leppard fan yeah, yeah, are you Jim no, Kirchie are you the no, Eagles you know I'm an acoustic
5: guitar player and kind of solo performer so you think of all the people in the 70s and 80s that fit in that category uh, which is really when I was you know listening and playing so the
2: Neil Youngs and Jackson Browns and James Taylors are the world okay Okay. So so what motivates you to do what you do at this point? I mean, you've had a ach- you've you've achieved success. You probably could just go to a local coffee shop and play Jackson Brown songs until <laughs> you you know, I mean, you could just probably you've probably reached Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You're probably at that point of self-actualization. What motivates you now to do what you do?
5: Uh, you know, I love it. I'm still curious. I'm not
2: done. Okay. There you go. So, so you know, what do you what do you enjoy doing when you're when you're not working? Is it is it well, going back to the coffee shop or is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
5: I, I, I do that. I do a ton of travel. Um, my wife and I have a place in the Colorado Rockies, and so we spend a lot of time out there as well. So, um, I've got four at uh, uh, last count, at least four grandkids, and oh, so wow. I'm you know I'm I'm kind of in that point of life.
2: <laughs> nice, nice, beautiful, beautiful. See how many grandkids do you have
3: at last count? One. And um, my son's wife was pregnant with my second one. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I'm enjoying. I'm kind of. I'm kind of in that same kind of kind of vein. So that's. It's, they're pretty cool, aren't they, John? That's right.
2: Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. See, and, that's some good mentorship you've been doing right there. Oh yeah, well, it's impressive.
3: Wow. I, I can hardly wait till they get a little older. He's only one and a half now, so it's not like you know. I just chase him around the room, and he squeals, and that's <laughs> the extent <laughs> of our relationship. But uh, you know, I can hardly wait for him to get older.
2: So, what's the book out there you'd recommend for all the listeners out there, John? What's the book you say? Hey, listen, every entrepreneur out there, and, I, and you can give them a couple. I mean, is, is there one book or a few books you'd say every entrepreneur? Well, I mentioned the E-Myth.
5: Um, I, I'm also a big fan of Permission Marketing by Seth Godin, and then uh, I'll give you one more that's more of a, like a, how do you set your priorities and scale your business? And uh, um, I got it right here. I got to grab the... That's why Gary, Gary Keller uh, wrote a book called The One Thing.
2: Love that book, actually. Read that book when I was in Austin, Texas, uh, visiting. There was doing a speaking event and I, I just you know was inspired by Gary Keller's story got that book that can you explain what you love about the one thing cuz that book made a big impact on my life
5: Well I, I I think the you know the biggest thing probably is just the you know I'm a big fan I think we all try to do too much and just the the whole premise of that book is is do a lot less <laughs> focus on a lot less have fewer priorities and I think that and do them well and I think that's a message everyone should hear
2: so, final question I have here for you, now, Z, You get to chime in with a with a final final final, question. final and, So here's my well, you final stole, question. You stole mine already. So. Oh come on!
3: I know. I got throat throw puncher
2: So, where do you see most people getting it wrong with their business? Where do you where do you see most people? You say, okay, I've worked with hundreds of clients, thousands of clients, and this right here is the thing that most people are doing wrong. Is it is it trying to do too much, or is there something yeah, else there yeah. too?
5: No, I mean we. You know, it's going to sound like I'm not saying anything too original because I've uh, addressed it so. Whole time but sure. it's definitely it's definitely a lack of focus and trying to do too much and wasting a lot of time because of it
2: Chap, when we get back from the break dr zellner is going to be asking our featured guest the founder of duct tape marketing his advice that he would give for any aspiring entrepreneur but before we do that what sponsor do we need to discuss
4: williams contracting williams that williams williams mm-hmm. williams, Con- williams why are you saying it that way Claire? what williams now i'm doing it will-con.com if you need to build a new office building add on to your existing building call these guys today 918-682-5511 or go to will-con.com that's will-con.com or call them at 918-682-5511 three two one
0: boom you are now entering the dojo of mojo and the thrive time show
2: Thrive Time Show on the microphone, what is this? Top of the iTunes charts in the category of business. Drilling down on business topics like we are a dentist. Providing you with mentorship like you are an apprentice. And we go so fast that you might get motion sickness. Grab a pen and pad to the lab, let's get in this. Time to bear some proof like some Florida oranges. Three, two, one, here come the business ninjas. ninjas. Oh, yes, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Your daily dojo of Mojo Fo Show. Uh, Z, before we get back into our interview with the founder of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, I would like to share with the listeners why you and I take the time to do this every day. Can I can I, can I share with the listeners? Okay, if you insist. Pride out of him. Just go ahead. Uh, probably 19 years ago, 18 years ago. The year was 1999. Um, you had an optometry clinic that you had grown. You're located right there by the mall, Woodland Hills Mall, at uh, 65th Memorial. For the for, I know most of our listeners are not in Tulsa, so if you're downloading it on you can, you can or if you're looking for it online, you can just type in Dr. Robert Zellner, Z O E L L N E R and Associates, and you can find the location. But I was probably one of maybe dozens, if not hundreds, of people on an annual basis that wanted to quote unquote pick your brain, pick my brain. Got a minute. So if you can go back to your 1999 brain, how many people a week were asking to pick your brain back then? Because you had a very visible business. You advertised consistently. You'd started from the bottom. You were at the top. I mean, how many people were reaching out to you on a week? Cause less people than I think you would think reach out to people for help. But what, what, how many people a week or a month were reaching out to you at that point?
3: Uh, probably weekly a couple. You know, a couple people were reaching out to me.
2: And the problem is with the people like me and, and the people who were reaching out to you, us sick freaks, you're not uh, a coach at this point in your life, nor are you a business coach now. You're, you're an, a successful entrepreneur, and the guys who are reaching out to you, we're all persistent. We're like, hey, I just want to pick your brain. Some are, some aren't. Oh, really? Oh, gosh. I mean, there's a lot of people that would reach out, and you'd be
3: like, you give them a little hurdle to jump through, you know? Hey, I want you to want uh, get that business plan together, and then I'll meet you. So with,
2: you had oh, maybe- well,
3: never see them or hear so from you probably, let's say like
2: two a week let's just say two or three a week okay okay uh, well then it go we travel into the into the future the year 2007 do uh, I get a call from Rose Washington with the United States Small Business Administration And she says, I want you to know you're going to be Oklahoma's Entrepreneur of the Year. We finished all the audits, all the background checks. I need you to speak in Oklahoma City on this day. You're going to meet Mayor Kathy Taylor. This is happening. This is happening. Going to go to Washington, D.C. to get this, to get that. And I went from getting maybe two a week to like 20 a week. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them were guys that I went to college with at World Roberts University. And I started helping a few of them. And with each company I worked with... People would say, Clay, it's like you've got the Midas touch. And my wife would say, it's like you never see your family. And I'm like, babe, babe, no, oh, no, no, no. She goes, no. baby, I'm glad their company's doing well, but did you get paid for it? Did you get paid for it? I go, no, no. And she goes, so, but you could you use the, the money you didn't get paid to create more time with our own kids? And I'm like, you're so harsh and accurate. So then I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start business coaching clients one-on-one. So I'm doing that, been doing that for 12, 13 years. And then we realized it wasn't scalable to work with hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people. And so now, Z, we have the, the videos. We have thousands of online videos. We've got the in-person workshops. We do have business coaching for, for a limited number of clients. We've got people that can help you with your one-on-one, and it's a powerful system. And then we have the podcast now. And the podcast is awesome because, Z, this is our chance. We're getting feedback every day, man, from people that are saying, hey, I'm in Portland, and uh, I am. Uh, have been implementing the systems, and we're up ten percent already this month. I mean, isn't isn't that probably the most rewarding aspect of this is helping people that we've we've never met in person. I mean, every day for free. I, I love it. And we celebrate your
3: success. We want your success. We are working hard. So that you can have success, and we're and we're here as a resource. I mean, we want we want to help you. And I know that sounds crazy. People are like, "What's the what's the gimmick? What's the catch? What's, what's going the on? Real what's deal?
2: going on?" You the guys are part switch. of you guys are part of Primerica, aren't you? You're 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 <laughs> part
3: of the Illuminati. <laughs> you guys are. Here's the deal. Get on. Get on and check out our video up. testimonials. I mean, yes. Just, just you know, show.comcom ch- ch- show. and get on and listen to some of the testimonials. We have what a couple thousand you can find online. We literally have iTunes or on the we website. We have over
2: five hundred video testimonials. Over I think I think we're close to eight hundred iTunes reviews. Seven sixty one, I believe. Tons of tons of reviews on Google. I mean, it's just absolutely a powerful uh, uh, system and tool. We want to teach you, but we haven't forgotten where we came from. We started from the bottom. We started from the bottom, and now we're here. And so, Z, the final question we get to ask our guest here, uh, the founder of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, is: You're asking him about, you know, what kind of advice would he give? he's, a, he's a, the founder of a super successful podcast, a very successful marketing company of 25 plus years of experience. And you ask him, hey, you know, if I'm a young entrepreneur out there, uh, what's the advice you'd, 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 you'd give? And so without any further ado, back to our exclusive interview with the founder of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast.
3: John, so a, a, young, a young person comes up to you and says, I want to start a business. What is the first thing I should do?
5: Well, the first thing, especially if they haven't gone out and leased an office and got employees and spent a whole bunch of money yet, is find out if there's actually a need for your business. Um, And I know that seems a little uh, uh, odd, but you know what? what Anybody who's starting a business today, because you can do it for nothing, uh, practically, is that you know I I would tell them go out and find some some unmet need, find find somebody who wants what it is that you want to sell in the way that you want to sell it, um, and uh, and make that. Uh, really the, the focus of your business?
2: John, I appreciate you uh, uh, so much for taking time out of your schedule. I mean, you could be playing Jackson Brown at a local coffee house. You could be coaching any of your thousands of fans or customers. You could be talking to any of your hundreds of thousands of podcast downloaders, but I, I appreciate you for, for taking the time. And if for anybody out there, who's looking to learn more about you, what's the website or where, where do you want to direct people to find more about you and the duct tape marketing uh, program?
5: Sure. It's very easy. It's just duct tape And that's D-U-C-T-T-A-P-E marketing.com.
2: John, thanks for being on the show. And I promise this will be the low point of your day. It'll get better from here. So just uh, hang on in there. And again, thank you so much for being on the show. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, Z, that was a great interview with the founder of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. What a stud. A stud. Real deal. The, the real is, deal the stud. The big kahuna. The big kahuna. Oh. Now, Z, we have a conference coming up here, and Paul Hood's going to be at the conference. Eric Chubb uh, will be at Speaking the of another stud, Paul, Paul Hood. Hood. Yeah. Eric Chubb. I wasn't oh, no, sure. No, no. I mentioned two <laughs> names. I was like, no, I don't know. Do you no. talking about Paul first? Sure. I <laughs> I'm being baited here I don't know what to do but at the at the at the next in-person workshop it's june 22nd and june 23rd a couple days uh, paul, Paul's gonna be there and and paul uh we were talking a lot about processes and systems and I'd like for you to share why are you so passionate about helping entrepreneurs finally getting on top of their numbers financially
0: well uh, I Clay, i think that uh, I, like I've said before that we won the ovarian lottery just by being born in this this country and it's sad it's disgusting it's terrible that that the failure rate and it, when it's really just so simple to be successful you just you implement systems you come and you get around people like you that have designed systems and created processes and then you just execute them and then all of a sudden, you're successful. It's not that complicated. So it's our job to share that good news. Now,
2: Chubb, if you have a, a Ford automobile, and you're, it just, it's not that complicated. I mean, you're, if you're, it's, it's breaking down, the transmission's going out. Heat and air's out. Battery issues. Fleet services. Oh, heat and air systems. Chubb, who should we call?
4: Well, the guys at RC Auto Specialists Naturally Clay. Yeah. Uh, you can actually call them at 918-872-8115. 918-872-8115. or
2: Call them naturally. Don't use artificial intelligence. Tell them yeah. No negative emotion, because that's what business is. Always dominate, because I got five kids. I will not lose. I don't break but rules. They can talk about me, I can take that abuse. It is the truth, while they make that excuse. I'll be up grinding, because the scoreboard's the truth. He is my mentor, like my Yoda dude. He showed me the force like I was a young dude. <sighs> Nation, here is a profound question that I would like for you to ask yourself today. If you had all of the money and the time needed, what would you be doing with your time? So, Z, I'm going to start this question with you. With what, what did you do this past weekend? Because you have the financial freedom and the time freedom. So that this weekend, I mean, were you slaving away looking into the human eyeball, determining the best prescription? Were you running over there to the chiropractic center to help your brother? Were you going to the auto auction to sell a car or two? Did you sprint over to the bank to try to check out as many customers as you could because you're the only person who's invested in the bank who has the ability to pass out suckers? Did you work in the—
3: What did you do with your time? Hung out, had fun. Went to uh, Tulsa Tough was this weekend, so went and saw <laughs> some bike racing. Professional bike racing. That's pretty
2: cool up close. Do you ever feel bad about Those it? Those guys are flying. Those feel- guys are like flying No, by. you're out there having fun. But I mean, do you ever feel bad about it, the fact that you are not slaving away? No. Because I did it.
3: You know, when I first started, I worked seven days a week. I worked a gajillion hours a week. I mean, I put the time in. I did the thing, and then I did it correctly. You know, A lot of people work hard. They don't work smart. mm and here at Thrive Nation, we try to teach you to do both. We want you to be a grinder, but the end game is not to continue being a grinder whenever
2: you've done grinding. Paul. You, yes, my friend, have been a grinder. You are a grinder when need be, absolutely. But you went on a trip. Where'd you go? Did you go to, to a Tucson, did you say, or, or Scottsdale? Went to
0: Scottsdale.
2: And uh, why you go? To this why did you go to Scottsdale, Arizona? Was it to work and to
0: grind out some accounting? Yeah. Well, it depends on if we're talking to the IRS or not. It, it actually it was a. Uh, it's an annual trip for the uh, the top producers in the country on financial side of things with the companies we represent. Right.
2: So no fun was had. No fun All whatsoever.
0: Yeah. All work, I did no need play. To, I tell you, and, and I, I like a good steak. Um, I had some sort of steak, Z, that it was $45 an ounce. Something oh, from that's Japan. A, that, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, um... Is that
4: Kobe beef or yeah, something?
3: Yeah, yeah, Kobe beef, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
4: absolutely. That was good stuff. You cut it with a fork? Yeah, it was...
3: They grade it, and the most expensive, that sounds about the going rate. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, the thing, that, the thing that I like to see as a business coach is to see a, a person who first starts off as a seeker. They want to know, how do I get stuck with our current reality? We've been stuck for years. How do I unlock our growth? I love to see that curiosity. At the workshop. Then I like to see somebody say, you know what, I'm going to commit to implementing the system, but more than anything, I love to see the results. So, without any further ado, I'm going to cue up an audio testimonial from the founders of Platinum, Lawn, and Pest as they share their path to success with the Thrive Time Show Business Coach Program. Stay tuned. <laughs>
0: the number of new customers that we've had is up 411% over last year. That's incredible. We are Jared and Jennifer Johnson. We own Platinum Pest and Lawn and are located in Owasso, Oklahoma. And we have been working with Thrive for business coaching for almost a year now.
3: Yeah, so so what we wanna do is we wanna share some wins with you guys uh, that, that we've had by working with Thrive. Um, first of all, um, we're on the top page of Google now, okay? Um, I just wanna let you know what type of accomplishment the this buddies. is, our competition, Orkin, Terminex. They're both 1.3 billion dollar companies. They both have two to three thousand pages of content um, attached to their website. So to basically go from uh, virtually non-existent on Google to up on the top page is, is really saying something. Um, but that's come by being uh, diligent to the systems that, that thrive has. Come on, um, By, come be, by uh, being consistent and diligent on on doing podcasts um, and staying on top of those podcasts um, to really help uh, with, with getting up on uh, uh, with their listing and ranking there with Google.
0: And also, we've been um, trying to get Google reviews, you know, asking our customers for reviews. And now we're the highest rated and most reviewed pest and lawn company in the Tulsa area. And that's really helped with our conversion rate. Yay. And the number of new customers that we've had is up 411% over last year. Wait, say, say that again. How much are we up? 411%.
3: Okay. So, 411% um, we're up with our new customers.
2: Z, what's awesome about Jared and Jennifer, they've actually been here in the Man Cave studio with us. Yes. Yes. Great couple. They are actually executing what they're learning. So I I want- While they're executing bugs. (laughs) Whoa. That that right now, Z, that was a- Thank you. I get a bomb. Can you you repeat that
3: again? They're they're executing what while what? Well, they're executing the, the, the Thrive program while
2: they're executing bugs. So Z, we have many listeners out there who want to know the system and we teach the system we teach it but if you've just done system and don't do system it's a circle a circle of futility it's a like, cycle of it's like you when I said to you
3: years ago You said here's a pebble in my okay. hand try to snatch and you know can snatch because your subwoofer so loud. Because your your see, poop, I poop. earrings got in way. I remember saying.
2: Because to, your pants too baggy. I say I say to you I say. Because your attitude I say, too bad. I uh, I say and to I you. Said, see, no, try again. I say you put your dream in one hand. Yes. And cow poop in the other hand. Yes. I'd rather take cow poop. Because it's at least real.
3: You did back then. But then you do something phenomenal. What I do? You change. And people change seldom. No more suckle, suckle. And then before the the I held road. out my hand, you snatched that dang pebble about as fast as a guy can snatch
2: a Right, pebble. Somebody has to implement <laughs> something, though. You have to implement something. And these guys are doing it. They didn't just learn about it. I mean, Paul, you talk to people all the time about, hey, you've got to set aside a set percentage of your income. Just automatically save. Just set aside three percent baby and don't you almost have to fight with people on behalf of their wallet to make them automate their
0: savings (laughs) oh my gosh yeah you got to get them in a headlock got a head it's it is terrible but the reality is it's for them it's for their benefit And, and 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 even though i mean we can show them number after number after number that that says 10 years from now whether you do this or not your business is going to be in the same position as it is today but Difference is you'll have six figures sitting over there. So just do again. There's a system. There's a process. There's a, somebody's already created this and learned from their own mistakes. Let's learn from their mistakes and just do it.
2: Chuck, brag on a client of yours who executes the system, who implements the system. Because I wanna, I, I wanna encourage our our listeners out there. You can do it. You can do. I know it feels like it's a because you're in a habit of you're in the habit of not doing things. You're in the habit of watching TED talks. You're in the habit of reading books and not implementing them. You're in the habit of buying the books and not reading them. You're in the habit of just looking for the idea of the week, but you can get out of the cycle of suck and we can help you, Chup. Give us some faith-building proof.
4: Okay, so best choice, Autoglass. Oh, Mark again. and Donna over there, best choice, ah, Autoglass. BestchoiceTulsa.com. Uh, ah, Love this story. These guys, mm. oh, they've got oh, the marketing gosh. in place. They've recently hired somebody to take the calls and calls, get Mark calls, off the calls. phone because he's been on the phone 18 hours a day trying to install Glass, glass the, while he's on the phone. I'm on the phone. And so they got somebody on the phone. We've got scripting in place, and now we're tracking. Tracking. Oh track, 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 I love track. The cool thing is, hey Batman, the cool thing is, last month we looked at it and thought maybe revenue was down a little bit. We thought, what it was happened? Down. Let's dive into the thing. Robin, oh, quick, quick! Robin! Quick! <laughs> Robin Quick! We had the most profitable month we've had in 18, year, in 18 months. What? Because we dove into the numbers, we cut costs, we found expenses, and we've increased revenue overall on each project. So they're making more profit per project, and they've made the most profit in 18 months. It was awesome, awesome to dig into it with them.
2: If you want to increase your profits and learn what you need to do to grow your business, go to Thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets for the June 22nd and 23rd. That's the June 22nd and 23rd Thrive Time Show workshops.
0: Stay tuned. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show. We started from the
1: bottom, now we hear it. We started from the bottom, and we'll show you how to get here. Started from
2: the bottom, now here. We started from the bottom, now we hear We started from the bottom, now we hear it. from the bottom. Now we're on the top, teaching you the systems to get what we got. Cutting Dixon's on the hooks, I break down the books. Z's bringing some wisdom and the good looks. As the father of five, that's what I'ma dive. So if you see my wife and kids, please tell them hi. It's C and Z up on your radio. And now, three, two, one, here we go. Yes and yes, thrive nation around the world. Awesome. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio and podcast download. And as we wrap up today's show, I mean we've had a we've had a great show today. First off, we've had we had the founder the founder of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, the legendary founder of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast on the on, on the show. Now, then we then we just broke down a client win. We have Platinum Pest, Platinum Lawn and Pest. These guys are diligent doers. They decided to not just listen to the show but to actually change their life. Z, think about that. They decided not just they to listen to the show. stars. No, but Paul, can you think of a client over the years that, uh, you don't have to mention their specific name, but somebody who said, gosh, you know what? Previously, I was always behind on my taxes. I really didn't know what I was doing with my savings. I didn't have a plan. And now today, they say, Thank you. Can you think of a client like that that you've Absol- worked with?
0: Absolutely, Clay. Because I won't say their mind, name because they were behind, and that that's not a good thing. But you,
2: <laughs> know, you know, This person was eight years behind, yeah, and was, they
0: were totally screwed up. And it so their name was. Okay, back to you, Paul. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, just like anything in life. You see somebody that's struggling and and doesn't know what they're doing. And and sometimes people are behind because they know what they're doing. Sometimes people are behind because they just don't know. And they get behind, and, and all of a sudden, six months a year, two years, five years has gone by. But to see somebody that genuinely wants to be successful, wants to get corrected, wants to be proactive and look forward and design a plan and and execute their plan and then and then work it uh, uh, the way they're supposed to, it's. I tell you, I get a lot. Of joy out of doing that out of helping people gain success that that came from they you know if they just have the desire and do what i ask them to do um it's it's incredible
2: now here is something i want to point out for all the listeners out there z uh you are an optometrist so a doctor Paul Hood is a CPA, uh, therefore he's a certified public accountant, not just a a nifty little abbreviation, CPA. A certified public accountant. That means something. Uh, Wes Carter, one of our clients, is a lawyer. Uh, He represents uh, Joel Osteen's group, T.D. Jakes, Joyce Meyer. Uh, We work with a lot of cosmetic surgeons, a lot of dentists. Um, We work with business owners, and I think a lot of people feel like, well, I... I don't need a business coach because if I because if, if, if I said I needed one that's somewhat of like a admission of, of, of failure but then when you think about like professional athletes I can't name a professional athlete I love I really do I study the lives of pro athletes all the time I love reading their biographies and their autobiographies and see I can't name an elite athlete that didn't have a personal trainer or or a shooting coach. Multiple coaches. I, I, I'm serious. Yeah. I, I just finished reading Phil Jackson's book and I think about the impact that Phil Jackson made on the life of Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, both of which I, mean, I don't think you realize this, but Kobe Bryant went around Phil Jackson's back and forced him to get out to be fired as the Lakers head coach. He went around his back, went straight up to ownership and said, if you don't fire Phil, I'm quitting after they won two championships. Yeah. How'd, that, how'd that work out for him? Well, what happened is we're going to do a tomorrow's show, is going to be on, be on when the winners whine. Oh. It's about what Ooh. happens to former Patriots players when the winners whine. That's tomorrow's Uh-oh. show. Uh-oh. But all I would say is that Kobe Bryant demanded that Phil Jackson get fired. He went up to the Lakers' ownership and he got him fired. What happens is the next year, they're losing all the time. All the time. They have like the worst record they've had in forever. And now Kobe Bryant's coming back begging. Phil Jackson to come back because he needs the discipline, the leadership, the systems, sure, the processes. So, Z, I want to, I want to just well, people be out be there, be there that be push.
3: We, yeah, before, before, before you, before you finish that thought, sure. I want to wrap something up. Yeah, sure. Um, right. That you, you touched on earlier, and you said that a lot of times a person's pride keeps them from reaching out for a business coach is really what I heard from you. Okay. True. And so I want to let's 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 get over that. Let's let's I'm going to give you the keys to get beyond that. I love it. All right. Here's the keys. Don't think of it as a business coach. Think of it as a really cool mentor slash father figure in your life that's just chock full of wisdom and great advice. And anytime you have a question out there, because an entrepreneur is a lonely business. Entrepreneurship's lonely. There's not a lot of people, even your friends, your family, and sometimes your family and your friends, your people closest to you are cheering, kind of almost against you a little bit because they're a little jealous. They don't want you to be That successful. is an
2: interesting it idea.
3: It is. And it's truthful. And the thing about it is, is that it's kind of a lonely profession because there's really not a lot of people out there saying, hey, I see you're opening up a donut lonely. shop. You I, are I, so lonely. I have all these donut shops. I mean, I really want you to succeed. So I'm going to give you, here's here's the playbook and here's what you do. And you just, you know, whatever of you of need. Top the
2: mountain. Right. All they're, by myself.
3: They're not out there doing that. Whoa so the idea that you could find someone that could be your mentor slash a cool, maybe cool uncle, if father kind of gets you weird, you know, just that cool person that you know you can always call. You can always, you know, check out. You can always say, hey, listen, I've got this question about this. And they're there for you, and they know the answers. That's what a great business coach relationship really well, is.
2: Well, let, let me tell you this. If, if, if the business coach relationship was a father-son relationship, then I would be Wes's father, and Wes Carter would be my father. Whoa. And we, Whoa. we both say, Whoa. Wait a minute. If we <laughs> both, if that's we both, to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a Maury Povich show. He told me that he was my dad. If I, I knew was... I was his dad. And so, what happened? We'll do the blood test. I
4: mean, yeah. it, the logistics
2: there kind of blew my mind. Right, but I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, Wes and I are essentially the same age, blowing my mind. But he is an attorney. So, I would say every week I pay the guy at least a thousand bucks. It seems like every week I'm like, there's some legal issue for franchising, elephant in the room. We've got to look at a lease. We've got to analyze the Oklahoma City location. We've got to, there's just all sorts of agreements, buy sell agreements, there's partnership agreements. There's always something we're paying Wes to do, but he's an attorney. But Wes realized hey, you know what, guys? You guys know how to grow a business. Like, I know how to protect the business legally. But you guys know the proven systems for marketing. You guys know about HTTPS encryption. You know about search engine optimization. You guys know about lead conversion. You guys know about call scripting. You guys, you guys know about workflow creation. You guys know about processes. And so we've worked with Wes for years. And so, Z, now without any further ado, Wes Carter, the attorney of choice for T.D. Jakes, Joel Osteen, Joyce Meyer, Craig Rochelle, he breaks down what his coaching experience has been with his coach, Eric Chupp and myself, Mr. Clay Clark. Without any further ado, it's Wes Carter's testimonial about the Thrive Time Show Business Coach Program.
1: Hello, I'm Wes Carter. I'm one of the shareholders at Winters and King here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I have known Thrive 15 since they were formed. Uh, I've been working with Clay Clark, one of the founders, for a very long time. My favorite thing that Thrive has helped me accomplish here in our firm is thinking a little bit outside of the box. They do SEO. They do printing. They help us with a lot of things to, from the day-to-day um, marketing for the firm, but they also help us think of things that as attorneys, we probably wouldn't normally think of that help us market our services to our clients. One of the things I love about working with Thrive is that they make it enjoyable to actually do work with them. It's not dry, it's usually fun, but it's always very enjoyable and practical. They give me things and ideas that I can put into place. It's not just some theoretical spiel that they give me. We get practical steps that we work on together to do my job better. So me personally, I would easily recommend Thrive 15 services to my friends, my families. I recommend them to my clients. Uh, I think they do a good job. They're passionate. They care about their clients. And I think it's actually a valuable service they provide to people that are in the business world.
2: See, there it is again. He's talking about the value that we provide as a coaching program, but he talked about having fun. Like he appreciated the fact that why not? I mean, why? I mean, why would Eric Chubb be fun on the radio show, but then not fun as a coach?
3: There's a reason why the commercials that I love on TV make me laugh. Uh, There's a reason I think that Laughter is the best medicine Ooh. You've
2: got a psychological problem You want to have Probably. fun Because you just You need Probably to have fun Because I'm, fun just, a, I'm little, just a I'm All just you a, want to do is have fun You want I'm to be serious
3: I'm a gallivant I'm a Is what I am
2: Okay <laughs> I just gallivant Alright <laughs> You, I've noticed you've been doing more prancing than normal.
3: Well, that's part of the whole gallivanting theme I've, I've adopted here.
4: You've been vagabonding.
3: Well, that prancing. too. Prancing. It's like a walking
4: bit. and dancing together. It's a, it's a combo. Yeah. The level of. It's a, wancing. I call it wancing. The level, of, <laughs> wancing.
2: the level of accoutrements. And pageantry surrounding your overall entrance yeah. into the show while prancing has really in- increased. That, big,
4: that big palm leaf was a good ad. I like that.
2: And you're and you're welcome, by the way. Z, <laughs> have I told you about the, the the levels of alacrity you're bringing into the show? No, not lightly. Your alacrity levels wow. are through the roof. There. Wow. It's a cheerful readiness. Yes. It's unbelievable. It's a, it's a zestiness. Well, See, for life. See, you I hate what hate love about zestiness, don't you? What's that? It starts with a Z. See, I hate to pontificate about your excellence and the cornucopia of goodness that you bring to each and every show, but you, my friend, are a fantastic human. But that, one,
3: they, well, <laughs> that was a plethora. That was. what does he even say? I, <laughs> I, mean, I was, I was following that
2: closely. That's not
4: here to there. If
2: you go to too much college, you can say those words. And so Thrive Nation, if you haven't been to ThriveTimeShow.com, you got to check it out. We've got podcasts, a massive library of videos. We've got the conferences, June 22nd and June 23rd. Book your tickets. June 22nd and June 23rd. Book your tickets. Thousands of videos and one-on-one business coaching. Without any further ado, three, three two, two, one, Boom. boom.